It's hero time! Hello and welcome to Precure Podcast Engage, the podcast where we watch all of Ben 10. I'm your handy dandy plumber, Charlie. And I'm the audio alien, Cass CD. And today we are watching episode one of Ben 10, And Then There Were Ten. Also known as And Then There Were Ten. (laughs) (laughs) And for you out there wondering, I thought this was a pretty sure podcast. Well, if you remember last week... Two weeks ago, this is a bi-weekly podcast, we, well, Pretty Cure is over. So we decided to move from magical girls to a magical-ish boy. There's a transformation sequence. At least one. There's two in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's three. Didn't we get one for the, uh, crystal-y guy, too? Yeah, it's that one, and... Oh, okay, yeah, there are three. I'm, I forgot the one in the middle. Ben transforms a bunch of times in this episode. But yes, we decided we're going to start watching Ben 10 now, so I hope you're all ready for that adventure, because... There's, like, four different shows just on the main timeline, and each of those has at least three seasons, with the first show having four seasons. And then there's the reboot, which is now on, like, season three or something... There's a lot. We decided that if we're going to watch a new franchise, we're also going to watch one that's going to take 50 years to get through. Yep. (laughs) So let us begin. So we start Oh, well, before we get into it, I have a question for you. Ah, yes. How many Ben 10 aliens do you know? The names of? Just in general. Like, if you could, like, if you saw a picture of it and could recognize it or describe what it looks like. Thou can't let us knowing. I think I can remember most of the original ten. Alright. Like if you showed me a picture of them, I'd be like, yes, that's a Ben 10 alien. Like, there's the tiny guy, the fire Grey guy. Gray matter. Heat blast. Uh, the one that goes really fast. XLR8. The ghost. Ghost freak. Uh, there's, uh, we saw... Two others in this episode. Uh, the Haley Eyeless Dog. Wild Mutt. And the uh, Crystal Guy. Diamond Head. Um, of the original ten, there's also Forearms. Stinkfly. Ripjaws. And Upgrade. Yes. I can't remember what Upgrade looks like, but I remember the others. Um, it's like a blob with hands. I'll show you a picture from the original series because it has appeared in others. Oh, yeah. Okay, now that I'm looking at it, I I know who that there is. There were, like, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, nine more that showed up over the course of the first series. Um, would you like me to list them? Sure. There's the first two I remember. Uh, there's Cannonbolt and Wildvine. Uh, Cannonbolt, Cannonbolt is like 
Hey, let me pull up a picture. What if a square had legs and arms and could roll into a ball? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, it's coming back to me. When I see the like, I can't recognize them like by name, and I can't list them. When I see pictures, I'm like, ah, I remember that. And then here's Wild Vine, which is just a vine monster. Yes. Um, of the other. There had to be a plant monster in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I also remembered Upchuck and Ditto. Uh, Ditto can coffee itself. And Dot, a really cool redesign for Omniverse that makes it look like a cute little cat. Oh. That's the original. Here's the cat one. Oh my god, that is cute. I can't believe they just put a Pokemon in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Upchuck is like a little green teddy bear that can has four tongues. It looks like a Lilo and Stitch alien. Then there's also Blitzwolfer, Snaro, and Frankenstrike, which are all like classic monsters. Huh. Alright. They don't sound familiar, but I've might have seen them. I don't think I've ever seen any of them. Uh, then there's Eye Guy, which is a guy covered in eyes. I mean, makes but sense. But not where you would expect them. There's none at the top of the head, but they're all like, all over the arms. Um, and then there's one called Way Big. <laughs> which I think first showed up in like, yeah, in the Secret of the Omnitrix movie thing. And then there's a couple that I remembered from Ult- er, Alien Force, which is the follow-up series, which I only watched two episodes of, but I do remember some of them, such as Humongosaur. Humongosaur is just a big dinosaur. That makes sense. Ah, yes. That definitely is just a big dinosaur. His arms are so much longer than his legs. Mm-hmm. Like, his torso to legs are... It's wild. If you guys need to look up pictures of all these aliens, if you don't already know them, because they're... Some of them are pretty good designs, and some of them are like, okay, and then some of them are kind of weird. Alien Force had a lot of cool designs, I think, such as Goop, which is a, a goop, but it's got a little UFO that follows it around. Isn't it a UFO, like... Kind of, like, move its body. Yes, it's an anti-gravity projector that allows it to be mobile in Earth's gravity. And also projects the voice. Nice. It's all coming back to me now. And then there's one that looks like the Blue Beetle mixed with Mothman, called Big Chill. (laughs) Oh, yes, I remember Big Chill. I really liked that, uh, alien... I liked that Alien Force basically was like, let's swap out every alien. Yeah. <laughs> None of the old ones are here. I love to know like how they came up with some of the names for these, because some of them, I feel like they could have had a little bit more creativity. Forms. He has forms. I guess if you're thinking maybe... Ben named them. 
I know. I think he does for like the first. Definitely in the first season. Yeah. Which makes sense. He's like ten, so. And in the second season or second series, he's fifteen. He just has to have a big time skip. Mm-hmm. Swamp Fire is another cool one that I enjoyed. It's like, what if Heat Blast was also Wild Vine? Ah, yes. It's very good. I'm looking at the uh, Ben 10 wiki, and I look- and I see one for Kevin 11 aliens, and one of the uh, names of the aliens is Bootleg, which is funny. Yeah, Bootleg is like Kevin's evil version of Upgrade. Personally, I prefer how he is handled in later series, um, like in Alien Force. Instead of doing like evil alien things, he just like, yeah, I can touch things and absorb it as a material and make my body out of it. Yeah. So, like he'll touch metal and then be made of metal. Yeah, I definitely liked him later on. He had a cool car. Yeah. And it was never into him and Gwen as a couple. Gwen also gets a really good, like, in later, se- like, after the first season of regular Ben 10 and, and also in Alien Force, she has magic. Hell yeah. That was awesome. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, but before, one last thing before we do start is that this first episode aired on December 27th, 2005, making it the only episode of the show to exist in 2005. Oh, it's a weird time to premiere a show. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> did you watch the series, like, from the first episode, or did you come into it later? No, I've never watched all of any of the things. I just, like, caught some episodes here and there. Mostly of the first season, I think. Um, occasionally one or two of later ones. Like, that's how I know Wild Vine and Cannon Bolt. I know I watched the show pretty regularly but I stopped somewhere and I don't remember where and like it was later on like I watched all of the first season but but let us get in to the very first episode so we start off uh, in an asteroid belt where this giant ship is fighting with this smaller ship Yes, a, a big red ship and a small green ship. Yes. So you can sort of guess who's the good guy and who's the bad guy. <laughs> and we cut into the inside of the ship, and you can definitely tell that the, these people are uh, not on the good side. Because, like, the little minions, they're, like, you can't really see what they look like because they're, like, covered in, like, a suit, and they have, like, little goggles. And then... We see the first big bad of the uh, series. We don't get his name in this episode, but it's Vilgax. Yes. He's like this big uh, tentacle looking guy. Like he has tentacles coming out of his face. Yeah. He... Vilgax and the bad guy from Megas XLR are very similar. Okay. Uh, let me see if I can figure out the name of the villain from that. I mean, Vilgax definitely looks like a evil alien. Gorath, leader of the Gor- Glorfed. Okay. Yeah, I, 
Let me see if I can get a picture of, so you can see what I'm talking about. Aside from the fact that Gorath has a robot body, here we are. Ah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they definitely look similar. Like, they both have big green heads with tentacles. Although, Vilgax has more... Yeah, Vilgax more, looks more like a Davy Jones than Gorath. Yeah. Also, like, one of the first... <laughs> one of the first things when I typed in Gorath on Google Images, first row is a post from a, we a website called Extreme Fusion Fall Forum. Oh, okay. And it's a who will win Vilgax versus Gorath. <laughs> is there an answer? I didn't go to the website. It's just that Vilgax is like on the first page of things for Gorath. All right, well, who do you think would win? Um, Vilgax, probably. Yeah, Probably. So, we learned that Vilgax is looking for the Omnitrix. And yes. And right before it cuts away from him, he says, There's not a being in the galaxy that dare stands in my way. And then we immediately cut to Ben, who's, like, working on a paper airplane, and his tongue is sticking out a little bit, like, you know, when you're, like, concentrating hard. Mm -hmm. And it's just a real funny cut, because it's like, nothing will stand in my way. Except for this 10-year-old boy. Who makes this paper airplane and then also throws it at the teacher. Yes, he does. Hit her in the back of the head. And we cut to the opening. Which is still very good. Mm -hmm. It hits that like perfect middle ground for an episodic show where it's like, yeah, here's the concept of the show. But also, it's not just us saying the words, it's this actual song. Yeah, and you get to see all the aliens, like, in the opening, so you know what to expect later. Yeah, we cut back and we see Evil Sheen and Carl from Jimmy Neutron are accosting some nerd. Yes. Oh, wait, before that, I wanted to bring up something. As the uh, bells are going to ring to let them out of school, we, uh, the teacher says there's still time to sign up for summer school. I thought summer school was something you take if you failed a class, or... Yeah, like, um... I didn't realize it was something you could electively take during the summer. Uh, I know that Joe from Digimon <laughs> is the only kid that Ty knows that actively signs up for summer school. Huh. Yeah, that's a throwaway line from the Digimon movie. <laughs> Maybe it's something you can sign up for. I don't know why you would want to go to school during the summer. Let me just Google summer school. I mean, I know there are, like, schools where, like, after school schools where you can do more studying and stuff. In high school, college, or university, students can enroll in classes for credit to be taken into account during... In their grade point, grade point average or their transcript. All right. Generally, this credit is in one of two categories, remediation or advancement. So remediation is the one where it's like, ah, let me, yeah. you failed, you have to do this. Or summer school is the, for advancement is, I'm going to take 
classes now so I don't take them later. Which is interesting because you said high school and Ben's in elementary school, so... Middle school at best. Yeah. But yeah, in, in America, North America, in elementary and middle school, these programs are often used for remedial instruction. Yeah. But you're right, after uh, we get that and the bell rings, we do get to see these evil Sheen and Carl. Yes, evil Sheen and Carl from Jimmy Neutron. Yes. Like, the one who looks like who's the evil Sheen, his shirt is really weird because it has a cash register on it. Which Mm -hmm. is, I guess, a choice. But they are trying to bully this nerdy kid to get money out of him. And Ben, he does his best. He's like, he tries to help this kid. He tries to fight these bullies and it doesn't, it doesn't work out, as you might imagine. And both of them are hung by their underwear on the tree. Which I feel is a very, like, mid-2000 kind of thing where bullies will hang you by your underwear. Yeah, also, that underwear is like, one, definitely way too stretchy. Yes. And two, like, the way it's looped over the tree makes it look like it's more of a waist, like, just like a large stretchy belt. Yeah, it definitely looks... It's weird. It is weird. Then Grandpa Tennyson arrives in his RV, and he's like, hey, Ben, we gotta get going. Ben's like, I'm kind of stuck up in a tree right now. Can you help me? And we learn that Ben and his grandpa aren't the only ones who are going to be going on this summer trip, because Gwen is there too. And neither of them are happy about this situation. Yeah. Ben calls her something like the Queen of Cooties or something like that. Yes. Which is also a very mid-2000s thing because I don't see... Well, maybe I don't watch a lot of shows that have kids in them anymore, so I don't hear a lot of kids talk about cooties anymore. And, like, shows these days. Yeah. It's a weird leftover of... of worst time yeah Gwen also says she has her summer completely planned out like color-coded and everything so she doesn't do the same thing twice which is pretty efficient two days in a row not not just like ah she can go see two movies she's just not gonna see one a movie one day and then also a movie the next day I mean I guess if you want to get the most out of your summer could work if you have a plan yeah we eventually, they eventually stop in a woods. I think this is a camping site because we do see campers later on in this area. Yeah, there was, I think it's uh, Yosemite, actually. Oh. Or at least I think that's what the Wikipedia, or not the wiki page, but the fandom wiki page told me. Okay. Yeah, so they're sitting down to eat and uh, Grandpa pulls out a bowl of mealworms. Marinated mealworms. Yes. And the two of them are disgusted, which I can't blame them. Yeah, this is one of the few times we see them immediately, like, band together. Because yeah. after Max leaves to go get the 
what was it? Goat tongue? Sheep uh, tongue? Smoked sheep tongue. Okay. He leaves to go get the tongue, and immediately Ben's like, okay, I have a half a bag of corn chips and a candy bar. What do you have? Yeah. Gwen has rice cakes and some heart candy. And they're like, okay, can we make this last the whole summer? (laughs) They won't be able to, but... I can't remember how much of a running gag it is, the uh, weird food that Ben... Not Ben, that Max tries to feed them is. Um, It's fairly reoccurring, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It's partly ties into the other running joke of Max being a world traveler. Yes. And having a lot of weird connections or knowledge as a result for reasons, reasons. that get revealed later or that we've already said already. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the trio's first stop is Yosemite Park, California. Okay. So I guess they probably already live in California to begin with. Yeah. Uh, it, it says that Ben's hometown is Bellwood. All right. Which sounds like a place in california yeah but we cut back to the space fight the bad guys have nearly gotten this smaller ship and uh vilgax wants them to board the smaller ship because that is where the omnitrix is but before that could happen the uh small ship does end up hitting the bigger ship Enough that it causes some damage, and it is able to launch a small pod off the uh, ship. Yeah, this is definitely... Look. That escape pod looks like a butt plug. I mean, I wasn't really paying attention to it that closely, but looking at it again now, you're not wrong. But it's only on screen for a little bit before it also releases, like, an orb... That yes. goes to Earth. Yeah, so it's like the ship releases this smaller ship, and then it releases a round pod that launches onto Earth. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to the Tennyson's. Ben is playing on some weird uh, game device. Yeah, so this is one of those things that I have, like, television shows are weird about. Because they'll be like, okay, here is this, or mostly cartoons specifically. It's like, okay, here is this portable game system. And clearly they're trying to evoke a Game Boy. But every time they do it, it always looks like a Tiger Electronics standalone thing with an LCD display. That, like, is basically just a fancier game and watch. Yeah. (laughs) I guess when you're trying not to make it look too closely to an actual product, you gotta... I think the big problem I have with them is that they're often too thin, and I think that's where the issue is. Yeah, it looks... This thing looks really thin. Like, it looks kind of like it could be a tablet instead of, like, a game device. Mm-hmm. And Gwen is on her laptop, and Max is trying to get them to do something. He's like, do you want to roast marshmallows? We could tell scary stories. They start insulting each other again. Yeah, Gwen makes a joke about trying to do some research on something. Yeah, she said, uh, 
there's no cure for doofusness yet, but she'll keep looking. Yeah, the my question here is, does Max have satellite on the RV with like a Wi-Fi signal? I guess he must because Gwen uses her laptop a lot. I mean, like Max, like knowing what we know about Max as a character later, yeah, he, he definitely would. But also, he's very outdoorsy, so maybe not. Yeah, I have to imagine he does, or... Because I don't think there's any, like, Wi-Fi in Yosemite Park. Not in 2005. No, definitely not in 2005. (laughs) Uh, But after Max is like, hey, maybe we should do these things, Ben's like, I'm going to go for a walk instead. Yes, he is out of there. And he, as he's walking through the woods, he sees what he first thinks is a shooting star. And then it kind of redirects. Yeah, it makes a sharp turn to (laughs) fall directly at Ben. Yes. So I can tell you why this happens. It it apparently is a thing that happens later in the series. Like, it comes up later. Yes, please. Uh, Yeah, so the pod was trying to home in on Max's DNA. Oh. But it picked up the wrong Tennyson. And that gets clarified even later, like four shows later, as being something to do with time travel. Oh, gosh. Time travel. (laughs) This show gets weird. It definitely does. From what I remember, yeah. Time travel and universe hopping in the same series later on. Like, I remember there... I don't remember when this happens. I feel like it was the it's, end of the show? It was in the last show before the reboot, which Where, was like, Omniverse. Like, Ben becomes a freaking god. Oh, that happens earlier oh. <laughs> than that. <laughs> I don't remember exactly when it was. Yeah. Listen, my memories of watching Ben Town are all blurred together. I can't tell you when things happen. I just remember them happening. There was time travel in the live-action show, too, because I remember Eon was from the past, and he came to the future. That's all I remember from the live-action movie. Mm. The live-action movies fall in a weird place on the timeline, which there is a timeline here and two different continuities. It's all strange. Yes. There's a lot going on in this show. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so the orb opens up, and then the alien device does what it did. It strapped itself upon his wrist with secrets that it hid. Yes. He and then sh- tries... Yeah, go ahead. He starts trying to take it off. And he tries to use the stick to get underneath it, but it's it's not working. And so he starts pressing buttons on it, and it activates. And now he's got superpowers. He's no ordinary kid. He's Ben 10. Ben <laughs> he turns into... I know you said the name of this guy earlier. Heat Blast. Heat Blast, yes. So, like, it looks like, like rocks start going up his arm and covering him. And eventually he's set on fire. So he's kind of like fire, but also like rocks. Yeah, it's sort of like a magma coal type thing that's supposed to happen there. Like, yeah. like the 
idea of it is that the physical form is that, but it just produces fire. Yes. And he starts freaking out for a few seconds. He's like, oh my god, what the hell is going on? He doesn't say that. I'm on fire. Wait, it doesn't hurt. And then he decides to just start shooting fireballs. Yes. He just starts, like, destroying things. And, it, of course, what you think is going to happen happens. He sets the forest on fire because he's throwing fireballs at it. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what he thought was going to happen. Maybe he thought it was like a pyro from the X-Men situation where you can control the fire afterwards. But also, it's Ben. He definitely did not think that far ahead. No. And Grandpa even says something when we cut back to them that it's probably some camper who doesn't know what they're doing out there. And I'm like, well, it's definitely someone out there who doesn't know what they're doing. And immediately after he says that, he looks at Gwen and they're both like, Ben. Yes. (laughs) So, uh, Max gives Gwen one of those uh, fire... Extinguishers. Extinguishers. And she starts trying to put out the fire as she's searching for Ben. And she runs into him as heat blast. And she starts trying to attack him because if I saw giant fire guy, I would also be freaked out. Mm-hmm. But eventually she realizes, that, no, this is Ben. And Grandpa Max, of course, shows up not too long after, and he's... Because Ben starts, like, trying to explain what his situation is, and he, he like, kind of rambles on about, like, you know, I found this watch, and it attached itself to me, and I couldn't get it off, and then I activated it, and now I'm on this fire guy. And Max shows up, and he tries to do the same thing, and Max's like, no, just hold on a sec. We need to take care of this fire first. So... Grandpa says that they're going to... What is it? Burn out the... It's a backfire, which is, you know, this is where the phrase fighting fire with fire comes from, where you do a controlled burn near the other fire, so that way they both burn up the oxygen near each other, so they both go out. Oh, okay. And it works. We see a forest ranger pull up, and he's looking at all the burned trees, kind of confused about what just happened. Yeah. And we pan up to the alien ship and see that Vilgax is now pretty messed up. Yeah, he's like missing most of his limbs. Yeah, he's missing his entire left leg and arm and most of his right leg. His head, torso, and uh, right arm are still like intact, but... He's been, like, fucked up. And he's very angry that they failed to get the one thing that he needs, which is the Omnitrix. Mm-hmm. But he knows that it's on Earth now because they, his underlings followed it. Yes. So he sends them down to Earth to go get it. We cut back to the Tennyson's. Where they are talking with Ben about what's going on. It's really cool because Ben's just like... Gwen is tossing marshmallows at Ben and he's just roasting them in his hands. There's a good line where... uh, I'm not sure who it is. I think Gwen says that Ben's a monster. And Max is like, no, he's not a monster. He's an alien. Which, I mean, it's true. He is an alien. This thing came from space. Yeah. And Ben... 
talks about how he doesn't want to be this weird thing forever. And just as he says that, the watch starts powering down and he's able to turn back to normal. It flashes red. Yes. A robot probe is finally launched onto Earth and it sends out smaller little, like, drones to find the Omnitrix. I forgot where Max goes. I because I know he leaves the scene previously, but I didn't write down where he was going. Uh, I think he was going to go call a park ranger. Okay. Or something like that. And you can see Ben start messing with the Omnitrix, trying to figure out how it works. He's like twisting things and like biting onto it, trying to figure out. Oh, no. Okay. So he's going to see where. <laughs> Max is going to the crash site to see what he can find there. That's why he left. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So we cut between that and uh, Ben still trying to work the Omnitrix and Gwen asks, you know, what was it like being an alien? And he's like, yeah, it was weird. It's like I was myself, but also not myself. Mm-hmm. And the while they're talking, Ben's fooling around with the Omnitrix, trying to learn how to use it. And he manages to figure it out, and he kind of switches to one at random and pushes the watch, because the way the watch is, like, the Omnitrix is used, like, you spin it, and then it comes up, and then you hit it, so you can transform. And he turns into... I also forgot this name... Wild Mutt. Yes, Wild Mutt. Which is like a big dog creature. Like, it has no eyes, and it's orange, and it's huge. And Gwen, seeing that has no eyes, tries to take this opportunity to hit Ben with her uh, stick that has a marshmallow on it. But he has, like, these, like... Gills? Yeah, he has like scent gills. I believe it's yeah. specifically scent. Um, because later on he gets blinded by scent related things. Yeah. Which allows him to dodge. And then he just runs off into the woods. He also can't talk in this alien form. Mm-mm. Big dog. One of the alien forms he can't communicate like verbally in. I think it's the only one right now. Yeah, I believe so. I think with the others, he can. And from the ones we see this episode, he definitely can talk in all of them. He uh, runs into the forest, and one of the drones finds him and starts trying to attack him. He manages to dodge and get on top of it and start flying it towards a cliffside. But... Before they hit the cliffside, he turns back into human, because the watch powers down. And unluckily, at that moment, one of the other drones shows up and starts trying to target him because he has the Omnitrix. But Gwen, being cool as heck, just beats this thing up with a shovel. Yeah, which is impressive seeing how, like... It took Wild Mutt a little bit to destroy the first one. Yeah. So they head back to the 
uh, camper, RV, and Grandpa Max is not happy that Ben just ran off, transformed. But Ben's like, you know, I know how to work it now. I know, like, you pop it up and then you can move between these different guys and we see some these of the aliens. cool alien dudes. Yeah. And you just slam it down and you can transform. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's some things he still doesn't know, like, can he stay, how long can he stay in these forms for? Like, can he stay in them for as long as he wants? He's not sure yet. I actually have this information in front of me right now that if you would like to know it. I would love to know it. Okay, so active mode usually is the one where you're using it. Um, usage time is usually about 10 minutes, but it sometimes times out sooner if like it's incredibly active like stuff being done. Um, also, um, if something happens to the transformation, like for, there are things that happen later in the series that prevents Ben from turning back, even if the Omnitrix is going to time out. Um, when it times out, it goes into recharge mode, which takes about five minutes to recharge. Um, though it may take more time if tampered with. Apparently, the main purpose of recharge mode is to prevent the alien DNA from attaching permanently to its host. Oh. Because the Omnitrix itself doesn't actually need to recharge because it's powered by a self-renewable power supply. I'm sure there's episodes where something bad happens where it does attach itself to Ben. Um, apparently the Omnitrix, at least um, during certain parts of the series, can recharge instantly if the user's about to be, like, is in immediate danger. Yeah. I mean, it's probably useful so you don't, like, die, even if you run the risk of probably being fused with alien DNA. Yeah. Oh no, my watch. Your Omnitrix. (laughs) My Omnitrix is going off. You're about to turn into your regular mode. I know. So there's a lot of things that you think the the Omnitrix should keep, but apparently get removed or changed. Whenever the Omnitrix like resets, or um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was just reading the word. Recalibrated. Ah. Um. Here's some malfunctions. I'm delighted to hear them. If the Omnitrix's faceplate cover is broken off, the result is DNA hybrids. Ooh. When exposed to an electromagnetic interference, the Omnitrix could cause unintentional transformations and the Omnitrix will be unable to deactivate until the source of the interference is gone. Oh. Technical glitches could, or power glitches could cause random flight and other abilities not native to the alien species. Okay. <laughs> Ben 10 is a wild show, but it's a very good one. Yeah. The Omnitrix was originally going to be called the Megawatt. <laughs> I'm glad they went with Omnitrix. Alright, are you ready to get back into the episode? Yes. Okay, so we hear from the uh, radio 
that uh, Max has in the RV that there are the alien Yuaba is attacking a bunch of campers and they need some help. So Ben says he has to help them because they're only there because of him. You know, because he has the Omnitrix. So he picks one at random and it's Diamond Head? Yes, Diamond Head is correct. Yes, it's this uh, kind of crystal rock guy that's like a humanoid shape but is made of like green crystals. Uh, so they go and they see that the main robot that was launched is attacking these campers. It's like destroying RVs and like everyone's terrified. Ben tries to go after it, but he gets blasted back. Then he tries to attack it again, and it lands on top of him. And he's just not doing so well at the beginning of this fight. While Gwen and Grandpa are trying to get people away from here, so they're not gonna get uh, hurt in the in like the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is <coughs> hold on a sec. I need to die again. <coughs> Ghost freak. <laughs> uh, at one point, Gwen is just standing there while a tree starts falling at her. Like, yeah. She just gets, like, a, a tree gets hit and she's in the way of where it's gonna fall, and she's kind of standing there. And I'm like, Gwen, you gotta yeah, move. Like, not only just standing there, but standing there staring at it. Like, oh, yeah, this is going to kill me. Yep. I'm just going to stand here. I'm not <laughs> going to take three steps to the left or right. Luckily, Ben ends up uh, getting in front of her and is able to split the tree in half. And he gets right back into the fight. It try It looks like the robot tries to take off Ben's arm, but is unable to do so. And then yes. it's just shooting Ben again. The material that Diamond Head is made out of is way too strong. Yes. And Ben learns, at once it shoots him again, that he can reflect the beams back at the robot. So he kind of draws attention to himself and is like, yeah, come on, hit me with your best shot. And he's able to reflect, like putting his two arms together, reflect the beam back into the robot, finally destroying it. Uh, it's really good, Grandpa... Max and Gwen are up on this rock, and they're like, way to go back! And then they look over at the campers and the park ranger, and they're like, uh, alien guy? Diamond-headed guy? Diamond-headed guy? It's very funny. <laughs> also, the way the campers react to this, they're like, who was that guy? And then they all just, like, kind of shrug, like, eh, who knows? Yeah, and they, like, look up to where... Max and Gwen were, and we just watched them run away. Yep. We get one more scene of Vilgax. Mm -hmm. As he is very angry about how this human now has the Omnitrix. And he's going to destroy him and hang his corpse up on his wall. Which is kind of messed up. But Vilgax is a villain, so... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the next morning, um, Gwen and Grandpa Max are packing up the RV, or the rust bucket, as, as it is 
canonically called. Yes. Um, and they're like, hey, where's Ben? And then, rushing down the road is XLR8, which is also Ben, transformed into an alien. And he's like, hey, check this out. And then he packs up the entire camping site within, like, the blink of an eye. Or a couple of blinks of an eye. Yep. He's a very speedy boy and very pointy. Like, his head's very pointy. Mm-hmm. It's like, what if a raptor had wheels for feet? Exactly. And in- instead of, like, a snout had a face. Yeah. That part's kind of terrifying to picture. So, luckily, it's wearing a helmet most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) And they're all set to go. It's going to be an amazing summer. Mm -hmm. Definitely an interesting one. And they asked where he was this morning. He said he had something to take care of. And the last scene we see of this episode is the two bullies being hung from a tree by their underwear. Evil Sheen and Evil Carl, who don't know how they got there, just like... How did we even get up here? What happened? <laughs> what happened? The ending song isn't nearly as good as Pretty Cures. I'll give it that. Yeah. But there it is. The first episode of Ben 10. I hope you guys are all excited to come along on this alien journey with us. Oh, wait. Hold on a sec. Cassidy, I just looked at the Pretty Cure wiki. Uh-huh. It turns yeah. out there are more episodes. We Wait, don't what? have to. Yeah, it turns out that wasn't the end of Pretty Cure. There are so many more episodes. Oh, oh man. Oh God. I guess we watched this episode for nothing. Hmm. Huh. Well, maybe we can just put it up anyways. No one will know. Yeah, no one. No one will know. So I guess stay tuned next week for. Episode 9 of Futariwa, Give Him Back, The Great Meepo Meepo Strategy. Also known as Washington, B.C. <laughs> but until then, you can find us on Twitter at Prepod Engaged, and you can find me, Charlie, personally at Magical underscore Pride. Or you can find me on Twitter at Madlobotanist. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T. So until next time, this would be so cool. If it weren't so not cool. Now he's got superpowers, he's no ordinary kid, he's Ben 10. I know there's more lines to this song, but I can't remember them. And if you see him, you will be in for a big surprise. He'll turn into an alien before your very eyes. Uh, something, something, something. In every shape and size, he's Ben 10. I don't know the words, I just remember that's the, how the music goes. Fighting with evil from Earth Armed and with powers, Space. He's... Is it Earth and Space? No, I've... Fighting off evil from Earth. 
armed with powers. He's on the case, fighting off evil from Earth or space. I don't remember actually that part. I have to listen to that part again. I think I don't know the the cadence. Ah, I've looked up the lyrics. <laughs> so the second part is. So if you see him, you might be in for a big surprise. He'll turn into an alien before your very eyes. He's slimy, creepy, fast and strong. He's every safe in size. He's been ten. Ah. On with power, he's on the case. Fighting off evil from Earth or space. He'll never stop till he makes them pay. Cause he's the baddest kid to ever save the day. He's been ten. What if I just replaced the opening theme with us singing it? You could do it as like a post credits. Yes. 